Hey Warriors and welcome to another episode of Warrior Within. Unfortunately I do not have my computer set up so I wasn't able to use that so I'm using my phone so you're gonna have to bear with me. Um, the move went pretty well. It's very hot out here and we had some hiccups and issues while we were moving into our apartment from the electrical company and then we had some issues with um, just basically <laughs> <clears throat> just like a couple days ago, uh, my wife was testing out the washer to see if it was okay, and the drain uh, tube popped out and sprayed water everywhere. We were able to stop it and stuff, but with that being out here, you know, mold and, and all that being an issue, um, we are stuck with these uh, humidifier and a fan until Tuesday since Thursday. So now we have this loud giant fan in our living room. Positive is we were able to get our furniture in because we were able to find some and we bought them. So that's a huge blessing. But otherwise, it's now just waiting for the pods. Um, being that it's 4th of July weekend, it's a little bit quieter in some sense, but also um, not as busy per se. Uh, well, actually, it's kind of a little bit more busier around here as we've seen a little bit more people, but not too much. But otherwise, we haven't really explored too much. We did go to the Magnolia table for food. Um, I, we did go downtown to a little bit to see what it's like down there. Uh, we've been to Robinson a couple times already. And you know, the Lord's been just showing us different things. And one thing that you can do for us to pray is find direction. Like, where does God want us to focus on? Where does he want us to minister, you know, um, I don't know if we'll be able to really, really impact, uh, Baylor right now because it's, you know, the summertime and most students are gone, but we definitely see a high number of, of young people around here. Um, I've been able to have small talks with some of them. Um, it's been pretty cool for those type of, type of opportunities. So unfortunately, I won't be able to continue our talk on the armor of God because these past few days I've been either dealing with moving stuff or focusing on just trying to get settled here, and I am exhausted, and I just had no literal time to spend more time on the armor stuff. So today, I was actually going to talk a little bit more about value, um, more focused on the value of man, but overall the value that we are valued by God and one of the main things that I've learned throughout the years is that a lot of times when men are hurt or broken or just have past that they have never really shared with other people about there there is this question about value because we have talked about in the past before that as men, we seek out ways to find identity. We want to be known. We want to be, you know, <clears throat> the top dog in, at school, the top dog at college, the top dog in sports. Like, we want to be that top person. And a lot of times people who say that I don't want to be any of that usually have connections to being bullied too much or been hurt when they were younger, let alone maybe how they were brought up and how their dad may have been too can influence that but the truth is <clears throat> as men we do struggle with understanding our value because what we 
connect value to is our identity. And our identity is built upon, once again, like our jobs, our uh, way of life at home, how we are as a dad or a husband. Uh, are we the ones that bring the money? Are, do we have the, you know, do we own our own home? Do we have kids? Because sometimes, and I've been through this, where if you don't have a kid, you're not really quite a man yet. Um, let's see what else do guys have. I've heard guys say here and there. Um, uh, education. I mean, that's that's probably one of the big ones. The higher education, the more value you are as a man. Um, experience, years of living on this earth. Even though those can all have good values in themselves, the problem comes when we create that to be our identity. And our identity is not in Christ, but in what we do or what we have accomplished. Our hobbies. And that's where I I always have the challenge of trying to reach through men who have been brought up or trained or really, really do think that those actually make them what a man's supposed to be. Now we could go through lots of different parts, but the, the one part I want to focus more on is that we are all valued. You know, we go through our struggles, we go through our valleys, we go through uh, hardships, but we also get blessings, we get encouragement, we get to see positive things come out of our life. One of the main issues, though, is, like I said, we create identity in something to mark our value as a man. And our culture doesn't help this at all. Our culture is so focused on the ideas of what a man should be or the lack of because now we have this push that's against the idea that, you know, husband-wife is biblical. I mean, it is very much in the Christian movement where we need to be more sensitive to people who don't see themselves valued as who they are. And we need to accept their views of how they think they are. You see how the connection of understanding value and identity is clearly being placed into a worldly ideology, a view, a minority view, that's spreading into all types of humanity thinking to realign the idea that a man is a man and a woman's a woman can't be true. There has to be more than one ways. It's it's feeding into also the fantasy that some of us have lived off of for so long because we don't value ourselves. And the reason I go to that kind of type of view thinking is that <clears throat> as a gamer, one of the things I learned growing up was I loved using my imagination. I remember as a kid playing with my G.I. Joes and Cobra and setting up traps and bases and doing all sorts of stuff with them. I remember picking up a stick and it could either be a gun or a sword. I remember the desire to becoming a knight or part of the U.S. Army or military to fight against those Nazis. I remember um, growing up and wanting to fight monsters. I remember uh, 
creating stories in my head as a, as a kid. And, and even today, sometimes I still have stories because in one thing, I do like story. Like storytelling is very important to the imagination. And I think even as an adult, you should never think that you can't have an imaginative thought. I'm not talking about inappropriate imaginative thoughts. I'm talking about being imaginative, you know, being creative, being ideal for the, like, creating a story. Like, a lot of times we create stories in our head, but we don't write them out. Like, I would challenge you if you have a story, write out your story. You know, and I know lots of people that love, you know, D&D type style gameplay. Why not make your story into a, a, a situation like that where you can play with other people? I mean, your imagination does feed our identity, and it does feed the desire that's in us. And today's culture is taking those ideologies and now making it into a health answer. You know, there is people who identify themselves as creatures or whatever they want to. And that's their identity. That's who they believe they are. Which comes back to us as men to understand the importance of where Christ comes into this picture. You see, the whole point of understanding our identity is that we are valued by God. We are part of his creation. We are created by his image. We were designed to be who we're supposed to be. God didn't make a mistake when you were born. God did not make a mistake when he built you up to where he wants you to be. Now, the one thing you got to understand is, what about all the bad things that happened to me? You live in a sinful world. Bad things are going to happen to us. Period. When you have sin involved in our everyday life and our everyday choosing of what we do in everyday life, it can affect us. Remember, the enemy doesn't want us to succeed for Christ, doesn't want us to share the gospel, doesn't want us to do anything. In fact, staying home and doing absolutely nothing would be ideal for Satan. You know, for the past couple of years, we're, we're, we have this struggle where the government's trying to give us money and less people are wanting to work. And <clears throat> we sit here and we go, well, how, I, don't, I don't like that. That doesn't make any sense. Well, no, it doesn't. And I don't think there's a lot of people not able to work or don't want to work. I do think there's kind of a push in some of these businesses to not hire people on purpose to cause this type of chaos. But that's just a theory based on what I've been seeing from different people I've talked to. Um, But the idea is that I'm going to take this in this view. A lot of those people are lost. You see, the idea of understanding identity and understanding value is that we are lost. We feel lost. We feel like there's no connection to God by any means. And then those who don't even know God, they're even more lost because now they're trying to feed their value or identity into something. Because as I said, I played games and when I first started playing 
MMORPGs, one of my struggles was that I, in my real life, I had really nothing. I had my job and I went to school. I had no girlfriend. I had no home of my own. I owned my own car, but that's about it. I had nothing really to spend money on uh, other than game stuff that I like to do with my computer, and that was about it. I had nothing else that I felt of value towards or identity of. And it was a real struggle, but when I got into MMORPGs, it was almost like I got a way to express myself or a way to share my identity or find value again. You know, my imagination took kind of took over being in that character. I mean, I did not act like the character outside of the game, but when I got to play it, it was, it was like, and I guess the best word would be fulfilling. And then after I learned that, you know, God showed me that there's people out there in gaming that are struggling just as much as I was, he asked me, what is more important, him or the game? And I quit the game because I wanted him to be my value. I wanted him to show me my identity. So sometimes you will have to turn aside your hobbies and things you like to do to focus on him, and that's okay. There's no no wrong in doing that. But you see, the, the cool thing is about God. If you were to go to... Like one of my... like It's some good verses that are out there. But in Matthew and Luke, there's this one verse that people often use, and it says in Matthew 10, 29-31, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny, and not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father? But even the hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. In other words, the fact that God will take care of a sparrow, let alone any creature in this earth, because there's even another verse that's uh, it's in Matthew 2, Matthew 6, where he even talks about that God will, you know, the, the birds in the sky don't have to go store their food somewhere. He still provides them food as they live. And I sit here and I think about that, and, and our value is that sometimes we feel like we need to have control. You see, the birds don't have to worry about controlling every aspect of their life. They just live every day their life as God has created them to be. They fly in the air. They go look for food. They find their mates. They have kids. And they do it again if they're still alive the next year. And they keep doing that. Because they understand what they're created to be. But yet, God doesn't tell him, you need to store and store all this food for next year throughout the winter. No, he takes care of them throughout every moment. And that's how much he values. If he values them, that's how much he values you. I want you to think about that as we take a quick break. I'll see you right after. Hey Warriors, and welcome back to the second half of the episode, and we were talking about value, and we are talking about how the birds in the sky, you know, God has everything that they need, and they don't have to worry about food. So, 
The idea, though, is what I was trying to get to, is that because they're valued that God will take care of them, that's the same value he has for us. But see, the thing that I see differently between birds and us is that they understand who their creator is. But I think we struggle with understanding who our creator is because we don't spend the time to get to know who our creator is. We don't truly ask him to reveal to us who he is as a man, let alone the understanding of who he is as God the creator. We spend so much time trying to discover our identity and value in this life that we forget to ask God himself. What is our value? What is our identity for you, Lord? That's it's a challenge I would like you guys to actually take for this week. I want you guys <clears throat> to, if you haven't done yet, stop, take a step back, and ask God to reveal to you who you are in Christ. What is your identity in God? And see how he teaches you. You know, we talk about, you know, the first two episodes for um, the armor of God, and we talked about prayer and the power that it has. Well, prayer is the best place to come before God asking these questions. If you haven't taken that challenge I had for that episode, which was to make time to pray and pray with like a battle stance towards it, towards uh, towards life and understanding the battle that we're dealing with every day, asking him to, to teach you and show you more about yourself. It's the same concept to have value and have an identity in Christ would require you to ask him to show you that identity in, in him and who you are in him. It may not be an easy road. And sometimes just like, you know, my wife and I have gone through the past 10 years, the valleys that we have to go through mold us into the type of people that he needs us to be. So your struggle, even though you're like, man, I wish I had known God all this whole time, or I wish I had paid attention to him, or I wish I was you know, focused on him more, sometimes the, the, the weaknesses that we go through, the valleys, lead us to the understanding of why we need our God, and why we need to turn to him, and why we discover him. Because sometimes we don't discover who God really is in our life until we have nothing. And it's sad that we have to get to that point. And it's so overwhelmingly confusing. Like, why, why don't people see this? Well, it's because as long as we can keep creating some form of control over our life, we don't need anybody else. That's something our, our culture teaches. We were giving a, thor- a form of authority to these people who want to create their own identity. Whether it's through their hobbies, work, life, choices of who they are, their their decisions of who they are, changing who they are to be something because that's how they feel. I mean, that's the main thing, guys. It comes down back to feeling. As a man, you know, we run around looking at what other men have and wanting that, which is envy. But then we walk around wanting what other men have, and so we change ourselves to be like that, to try to become that. 
because we think, man, they have all the authority. They're so strong. They have the capability. They have the money. But the thing is that their value is only as good as what they have last. And that's the key thing. Things of this world are going to be temporal. They will not last forever. And if you spend your whole time chasing over temporal things, you're going to be a temporal person. A temporal man. Because even the strongest man can lose his wife from divorce, sickness, or even pushing her away. And now his identity is gone. He could be the most best worker at work, but makes a mistake and he's fired. His identity is gone. He may be an amazing sports person, but he tears his ACL and now he can't do it anymore. His identity is gone. And because they start losing their identity, they lose their value. Well, if I'm not that, then I'm nothing. I'm worthless. If I don't have my wife, I'm nothing. I'm worthless. If I don't have my home, I am nothing. I am worthless. If I don't have my job, I am nothing. I am worthless. If my kids disown me, I am worthless. I am nothing. Do you, do you see how easy it is when we start placing our, our identity into things that are temporal? When you put it in Christ, when you give it to him, you have a better understanding of who you are. Your value is not marked by what you have done, but by what you have get done for God. He isn't going to, at the white throne seat, going to ask you, you know, that Ferrari that you had, that was awesome. That gives you a checkpoint and in, 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 in doing stuff for me. No, what he's going to ask you is like, why didn't you give that one guy a ride in your Ferrari who needed a ride to get back home to his wife? But his car broke down. But you were too too snobby to even let him on in, in the car because you're afraid he'd dirty it. See, those are the things, guys. It's We have valued ourselves so much in our accomplishments of life that we've forgotten how to be able to be a gospel messenger for the gospel. You know, I go back and I look at um, Acts 20 and it says, I do not count my life of any value nor as precious to myself. And this is Paul. If only I may finish my course in the ministry that I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. You see, the value that Paul figured out, he thought it was going to be because he was going to be a Pharisee of the Pharisees, that he was going to be the top dog in, in Israel. He was going to be part of the group. And then that day in Damascus, heading to Damascus, remember, he got blinded and the Lord asked, why are you killing my people? And he thought in his mind, he was serving God. He was doing what he was supposed to be doing. And he was so confused in that moment. What do you mean? And then he realized because he knew who he was talking to. And even though he made it to masses, made it to the house, he was changed. Because he realized in that moment who he was talking to, his creator. He understood that everything else mattered nothing but to serve him. 
And so when he accepted Jesus as a savior in that moment, he became a pillar as a follower. Which is why one of the things I love about Paul is he's a very good example of our walk and who we're supposed to be like in some ways. Not be like him, but be like Christ. Because you remember, he always said, it's not me, it's, it's, it's Jesus. It's not me, it's the gospel message of Jesus. It's not me, it's Jesus Christ, my Savior. I'm a servant of him. He reminds us of the value that we do have, which is serving Christ which is giving out the gospel message, which is knowing him as our personal savior and what his purpose was for us. We get valued in God's eyes. We get valued in what we're supposed to be doing. Our identity is now not in how good we are and what we're doing, but our identity is in how much I love God and how much I'm willing to put him first in everything that I do. You see, our value starts becoming more clear as we start focusing on who God is in our life, as we start serving him in our daily life, as we start spreading the gospel to people about who he is, as we follow and obey his word, his commands, his, his uh, testament that's in scripture. I mean, if I were to pick one thing as a matter of obedience to who God is, is how you should always remind yourself. So any situation you're put in is, uh, you know, what would God do? What would Jesus do in this situation? And that's how you should be living your life. And then the only way to do that is to spend time in God's word, spend time in prayer, spend time talking with other men about Jesus and, and the gospel message and the scriptures, spending a good time at church, getting to know people. Because one of the things I think that clears up our identity and our value is how we present ourselves as a, as a gospel messenger, a minister of the gospel. Because when we get to know people and talk to people and we're willing to say, hey, do you know Jesus? Or, you know, if it is a Christian that you're dealing with, spending time in prayer with them, praying over things that they're going through. And then you recognize your value in God more. Because he'll take care of everything else. He'll take care of your needs. He'll take care of what you should be seeking after in life to take care of your family, to enjoy the life that you have. But at the same time, he's going to remind you, no, no, you are my child, that you were adopted, and you are my servant. You were supposed to tell people about what I did for you. Like He's like, he's like you can enjoy this life in some ways, but that's not your purpose. That's not your identity. Just because you're able to get that amazing truck, how are you using my time that I've given you for me? Just because he gives you an amazing home, how are you using it for him? Or is it just for yourself? See, God will bless you and he will show honor for you honoring him. And he will do amazing things for you in a lot of ways. But if you're only taking what he's doing, but you're still not doing anything for him, 
that's not blessing from him that you're getting anymore, is it? You have totally changed everything and you have created your identity back into the thing that you were trying to not have your identity in, yourself. This is the time, guys. This is your opportunity this week to take a step back and understand that it's not everything that you've accomplished. It's how are you serving God every day as your accomplishments? How are you telling others about Jesus? Are you praying for your friends? Are you praying for people that you work with? Are you praying for people that you meet? Are you spending time in God's word? Are you really researching and learning more about who God is so that you can have a better understanding of how to live? Because the more you know who God is, the more you know about scripture, the better you're going to be able to not be tricked by these views of identity changes and, uh, and perspectives and ideologies that are being spread like crazy in this culture. You're going to be able to say, um, no, I know where I stand with God. I don't need any of this other stuff. No, I don't think it's all about being just super spiritual. I think it's about spreading the gospel and knowing who God is. And spending time in his word and growing in him so that I can live my life as holy as I could possibly be on earth. Does not mean you're not going to make mistakes. Does not mean that you're not going to make bad choices. But what it does help you to understand is that you don't have to make these choices alone. And that you're not alone. And that your value and identity is in God. Which is basically the whole goal of this whole episode. Is your identity in God? Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time. I ask that you bless this conversation. I ask that it be used to transform lives. And I pray that men will take a step back this week and recognize if they are just doing things for themselves or are they doing it for you. And I pray, Lord, that you would turn hearts today, that they will put you first in their life and make good choices based on what they know from knowing you how to make a choice and live their life outright and holy and are willing to obey you and obey your word and obey your commands. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, you just have a blessed week. Hopefully I can get a dust this week. And if I can't, you know, um, I will try. I'll probably be on the phone again. And then once I can get settled much better, I will go right back to the armor of God situation so we can get into the series better. So I hope you guys have a blessed time. Enjoy your 4th of July. And, you know, remember the value of what our freedom has provided for us to be able to speak on God the way that we do. And I will see you next time.